it's natural that the longer you're engaged in a fight, there's frustrations that it's hard to see an end to it. So people just want to live their life and express themselves in a more normal way. But we're going to get through this. We're in a good position to uh, win this fight. Hey, it's Nate DeSaro and welcome to Titans of Industry, the podcast where I talk to industry leaders and innovators who are at the top of their game and leading the pack in their fields, uncovering some of the best stories in today's business landscape. In this episode, I went to the Arkansas State Capitol and sat down with Governor Asa Hutchinson. The governor discusses juggling the unexpected demands of leading the state through the pandemic while working to still accomplish his goals, why he's been inspired by Arkansans, and why perseverance is the theme of his life. We even covered some of his personal daily routines, including blues music and his love of basketball. And now let's get to the episode. But before we do, our team at Content Titan wants you to know that we understand the challenges business leaders and marketers are facing right now with moving to a more virtual world. We are experts in taking human connections and turning them digital. From virtual events and video presentations to promotional content and advertising, we are here to help guide you through the process of staying in front of your audience and making your life a little bit easier. People tell us all the time that they are lost and don't know what to say or do, and we exist to help your business continue to move forward virtually. So if you're ready to take your business and content strategy virtual, our Titans are ready to help. Let's get your business back to business. Now here's my conversation with Governor Asa Hutchinson. So Governor, I appreciate you jumping in here today. I wanna to start with a, a perhaps a unique question, which is there's been a couple of public sensations that have happened uh, over this last several months. Uh, one of those is Tiger King, and the other one is The Last Dance. Of course, the documentary series about the Chicago Bulls. Um, first of all, have you seen either one? And secondly, specifically about The Last Dance, I know you're a basketball fan. Uh, have you taken anything away from that? Well, I did watch The Last Dance. Uh, and of course, you love it whenever there's a good Arkansan like uh, uh, Joe Klein was in that, uh, Scotty Pippen, of course, so uh, that. But you know, what I took away from it is whenever you are playing or living or wanting to excel at that level, the importance of excellence and how demanding it is and you know the leadership for Michael Jordan on the court but Philip Jackson I mean he had uh, he had to adjust you know whenever you have real leaders on the court you had to let them lead and uh, so so I loved it it's just it's to me it was the pursuit of excellence uh, in basketball but of course you can apply those principles to anything in life so I love my sports and uh, I love watching that I love that. Yeah, I was a huge Chicago Bulls fan in the 90s, of course, like most people. And I thought that documentary series did a fantastic job of pulling out a lot of the things that we just didn't really see. And I loved seeing the Arkansans as well. I was a big Scottie Pippen fan. Uh, and Joe Klein is just the nicest guy. But um, all right. So public service. You obviously chose a, a life of public service. Can you talk a little bit about um, why you decided to get into public service to begin with? Well, public service was an avenue that allowed you to make a difference in your community and uh, in the affairs of life. And, you know, I, uh, I'm a lawyer by profession. And so, you know, as a lawyer, you're serving the system of justice, but you're also involved in the community. And so that naturally uh, led me and gave me some opportunities in politics. But what motivated me was just simply 
if you want to make a difference here uh, in this time uh, while you're alive, uh, the political arena, uh, you impact uh, public policy, you impact individual lives, and I saw that as an avenue to do that. And of course, it wasn't an easy path for me, uh, and so uh, you know I'd get knocked out of the saddle on a political race, and I'd go back to the private sector, and so. Uh, while I've had a, a career in public service, I've also had a career in the, on the private side, and I've enjoyed both of them. So very, very blessed to have both those unique opportunities. And from a partisan standpoint, how has partisan politics changed from the time you entered public service, and, and where is it now? You know, that's, that's a good question, and you look at the history of our country, and it's always been partisan. Uh, and there have always been tough, tough uh, uh, elections and campaigns that they've slugged at each other. So politics hasn't changed that much, but what has changed is the, is the participation in it. And so it's not just the candidates now, but it's the media that's engaged in partisan uh, partisanship. And then it is the public on social media. So you have got just a higher level of intensity uh, in that partisanship and it's not just partisanship in terms of the political parties, but it's partisanship in terms of just political divide in general. And so it is social media. It is the media. It is participation, which is helpful uh, by the public, but it just it takes it to a new level. And uh, it is a challenge for our country and anybody who participates in it. And I'd assume, you know, one of the things that obviously I don't think you planned on when you uh, were brought into this office, but uh, this global pandemic we're dealing with has obviously added to the partisan nature of the way people feel like it should be handled. But this wasn't on your to-do list, I would assume. Oh, it, it wasn't even on my uh, imagination list. Uh, no, it wasn't on my to-do list at all. I was uh, elected to be the jobs governor, creating jobs in Arkansas, bringing industry here lowering taxes, which we've done, uh, all of those things. Uh, but then this is a curveball uh, that you didn't expect. And it's interesting that you mentioned that, uh, uh, you know, there's been a partisan taint to it almost or divide. And, you know, it didn't start out that way. I remember in March, or, you know, where our country was united, our country was, was uh, really together in a concern for it and the actions that we, we should take. It, then it became uh, first a divide on whether you ought to uh, shut everything down, shelter in place, and then it was a divide about whether you open it up back up or not. Uh, then there's a divide on the mask, and 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 it's that's frustrating that there is that kind of division. But it's it's natural that the longer you're engaged in a fight, there's uh, frustrations with it. And I really think some of that's just reflecting frustration that it's hard to see an end to it and uh, so people just want to live their life and express themselves in a more normal way and uh, uh, that makes it doubly challenging but we're going to get through this America's a great country Arkansas's great, got a great spirit and we're in a good position to uh, win this fight I love that and have you seen any successes that you've been proud of throughout this time it, it, things that you know Arkansans have done well, things that the leadership team has done well? Sure, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I think uh, not shutting down the Arkansas economy was absolutely the right decision because uh, 
you know, there was a lot of pressure to do that, but the states that actually did that, uh, they, the uh, virus has come back just as strong as the states that didn't. And so it's, it's uh, we would have really hurt ourselves. A lot of people would have lost their jobs and been unemployed had we shut down the economy to that extent. But also, it's just, uh, you know, the spirit of our Kansans, uh, really listening to leadership has been inspiring to me. You know, words make a difference in what you say and how you say it. And, you know, my daily, uh, uh, almost daily news conferences that talk about where we are, what we're doing, meeting the challenges, I think that's been a success story in terms of transparency and sharing as much information as we can with the public. So even though it may look and feel like dealing with the pandemic is sort of taken on a full-time role, like leaders of most organizations, you still have other jobs to do and jobs that you would prefer to do. Um, so what has that looked like? How have you been able to continue to, to do the things that you want to do? Well, you're right. Uh, there's a lot of other things going on that are uh, important for a governor to deal with today. You know, we're looking at budget issues for next year. Uh, we've been looking at the legislative session, what uh, economic uh, agenda items we want to drive. Uh, what I enjoy is being on the phone, talking to CEOs, trying to get them to look at Arkansas. That's been hampered a li little bit because you can't uh, travel as much. But, uh, you know, I've been on the phone, and that's been a, a nice avenue of have other successes. But it's also about the computer science initiative that I started as governor that we've been really the number one state in terms of the first state to mandate computer science at every high school. And, uh, and, and really the pandemic and the necessity of whether it's online education or whether it is uh, doing telemedicine, all of that hinges upon uh, good computer science skills and uh, software development. and so. That's been something that's been a continued success, even with uh, the pandemic. And on a good day, being governor is a tough job, even if the pandemic wasn't a part of your situation. So what's something that you've done or you do personally to kind of stay motivated and keep your team motivated to move forward? Like you mentioned a minute ago, you know, a lot of people are frustrated because we just don't know how long this is going to go, what the situation is going to be a month from now, six months from now. Well, at the very beginning, um, uh, in March 11, when we had our first case, I remember Dr. Nate Smith uh, uh, called me to the side and says, this could go on for seven months. And that just stunned me. And I said, well, don't tell anybody that. <laughs> and, and in fact, it has gone on. Uh, and, and so that's been challenging. And so with that knowledge that we're in this for the long haul, uh, I uh, asked my staff, make sure you take some time off uh, make sure you uh, get some time to yourself and because you're going to burn out on this otherwise. And I, one of my uh, favorite authors, Henry Van Dyke, uh, has a book, The Importance of a Day Off. And so that's something that uh, I believe in. You've got to go fishing. You've got to uh, do whatever relaxes you because uh, this has really been stressful for my team and uh, really particularly the uh, medical professionals that are out there. So what are some of the things you do to unwind, to de-stress? I know, like I said, I think you're a basketball fan, like to play basketball a little bit. Uh, yeah, you, you, I know people think, uh, well, you're too old to play basketball, but I never stopped. And so 
uh, I had a group that we played full court basketball uh, up until the pandemic started. And so we played every week and that's been my point of relaxation. Now, what have I done since then while we've had this? We haven't been able to play full court competition basketball. And so uh, I've got a basketball goal at the residence and uh, I go out there and shoot just about every evening. And it's just shooting, but it's so relaxing to me. Nothing beats the swish of the net. And uh, so I do that, but then I also actually uh, uh, increase my exercise routine just because I had to have it. If I don't have that as I start the day, then I have a hard time making it through the day. So uh, really, in times of stress, you find yourself becoming a little bit more disciplined uh, on things that uh, help you to be stronger. I love that. Um, so as a leader, every leader is faced with a balance of leading with expertise and authority, being confident in what you're leading towards, but then also with empathy and compassion and ensuring that the people you're leading don't get run over by the process. Do you naturally lean one way or the other? And then how do you kind of maintain a balance between the two? Well, it is an important balance. And uh, you have to identify with, as a leader, with uh, the emotions, with the stress that people are going through. You have to recognize it. And, uh, and so that's the reason that we recognize our, our uh, nurses and our healthcare workers that have been on the front lines for so long, uh, you know, recognizing the uh, stress to the unemployed and the efforts to get unemployment compensation or, or pandemic unemployment assistance to them. Uh, but as you, as you look at this for so many months, emotion only takes you so far. And really what uh, the people of Arkansas and everyone responds to are simply the facts. They don't need to always be preached to. They don't need to you know, have all of the emotion. They just need to have the facts and information so they can make good judgments. Now, that's the balance you have to have. Uh, but uh, you know, I have to remind myself uh, that there's a lot of people that are hurting out there and that are stressed out there. And uh, uh, you know, whenever you look at starting school this year, Teachers are worried. I understand that, identify with that, and uh, you've got to make sure you never lose sight of, of uh, what people are going through in these difficult times and uh, identify with it, and that's the balance you have to try to work through. What's one of the hardest things that you try to communicate to Arkansans, business leaders, that maybe they don't understand this is really what, what we're after, this is what we're trying to accomplish? Well, what is so difficult is that everything we're going through and asking people to do almost seems un-American. I, I, I mean, I didn't run for governor and get elected, or I didn't get involved in politics to put restrictions on businesses. You know, it's not my philosophy. It doesn't come natural to me uh, to use government action. Uh, you know, I'm a conservative Republican, and I resist government authority, and that's and that's uniquely uh, American, and it's Arkansas, and so uh, you're telling people you're going to be issuing a mandate, you have to wear a mask. I mean, that hurts, and, but it's necessary, and so, but it's difficult uh, to communicate uh, exactly why this is important. Uh, people understand it, but they, they, uh, education always works a little bit better, but sometimes you have to do that uh, government action. Uh, and, and so that's part of it. Uh, but it's also about businesses. I mean, 
whenever you look at uh, whether barber shops and salons that had to be closed and restaurants had to be put restrictions on and uh, and it felt so good whenever we were able to lift some of those and say get back in business you know we want to support you uh, and you know and now uh, you know, we've had our cases go up some, so now the pressure says, well, you got to go back, you got to turn back the tide and, and put some of those restrictions back in place. I'm saying, no, you can't do that. You just got to resist that. We got to live through this. You got to work through this and, and navigate our wells th way through this. So this is hard because uh, it's, it's not what we think about when we think about the freedoms that we enjoy. Is there anything you want to say to business owners and, and leaders of businesses that would maybe help them think a different way or so that restrictions don't have to be put back on things? Actually, the businesses have, by and large, just about every one of them, uh, they fully understand what we have to do for safety. The most important thing to them is their customers and to keep their customers safe and confidence and coming in, whether it's a restaurant or whether it's, it's a uh, clothing store. And so... What we're doing is helping them, and actually, if we do put in a, we did put in a, a mandate to wear a mask. Businesses thank me, saying that makes our life easier because we don't have to be telling them because, you know, it's something that everybody has to do. So businesses, by and large, have been very, very supportive and understanding of that. You know, it is difficult when you've got a customer that comes in and say, well, I don't want to do that, and you can't make me. You know, you just sort of have to live with those circumstances. It's unfair. Uh, but uh, businesses have been very, very supportive. So my word to them is thank you. Uh, you understand it. And uh, you've worked very hard to uh, protect your place of business and your customers. And speaking of masks, anybody that watches the press conferences sees that you have almost a different mask every day. Do you have a favorite? Is there a theme that you like to to go with on the masks? Typically me, uh, I lost my favorite mask. So, <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I, uh, today I wore the uh, uh, Mule Riders uh, uh, mask from uh, uh, Southern Arkansas University. So that was cool. I like to wear the uh, sports one. I actually have a basketball mask that's, that made it looks like a basketball. And so the day that I spoke on sports, Nobody picked up the clues, but I had a basketball mask on and I had basketball cufflinks. Uh, so I was sending a signal, uh, hey, let's, uh, let's look at doing sports this year. I love it. Well, speaking of sports, that's a big issue. People are, you know, miss all the things that we get to go do as, as a you know, community. Um, what should people know if they haven't heard it elsewhere about sports coming back this fall? One, how important sports is to our high school students. I just met with so many coaches, administrators, and teachers, and they say, you know, if, if you don't have sports this year, we're going to be losing students. They'll be dropping out of school. And so it motivates them. It gives them the challenge and discipline in life that they need. It's a safe environment for them, even though it's a risky environment. With that adult supervision, it could be a safe environment. So you have to understand how important it is. Uh, secondly, you have to understand that there's going to be positive cases. They would be positive cases among teenagers whether you had sports or not because they go to the lake, they go to the swimming pool, they go to a friend's party, they hang out. And so there's going to be cases. It's just now you have, uh, they're engaged in the sports world. And so we've got to understand that perspective. Uh, but it is important. It's going to be challenging for us, unimaginably challenging. 
But uh, as one student athlete says, if we don't try, we don't have a chance. And so we're trying. That's great. Uh, what do you feel like is one of your greatest accomplishments so far in office? And what, do you, what goal do you still have left undone? Well, we've accomplished a lot in the last uh, six years. And uh, whenever you look at the fact that we've lowered our income tax rate, which is probably one of the uh, great accomplishments because that's so hard to do, lowering the individual income tax rate next year down to 5.9%, uh, leading the country in a comprehensive computer science program that will change lives for so long. Uh, you know, the fact that we have uh, done a lot in our child welfare system, protecting the most vulnerable. Uh, those are things that give me a, a lot of joy in what we've done. Uh, there's a lot more to accomplish, a lot more to do. And one of them is in November, we want to pass a historic uh, highway uh, funding plan for Arkansas to help build our infrastructure to continue the growth. And actually during this pandemic, it is even more important than ever that we have uh, that continued investment in our infrastructure and, and economic growth that creates uh, jobs. Uh, I think that we can obviously do more in terms of strengthening our economy. Uh, we have a lot of growth in Northwest Arkansas, but I like to see those industries that are coming to South and East Arkansas as well, want to be able to work on those things. So a lot left to do in my time as governor. The name of the podcast is Titans of Industry. So obviously, you know, your leadership and the ability that you've shown the state of, of how you lead um, doesn't come from doing it all by yourself. So who are some of the people, who are some of the titans in your own life that you kind of look to or get advice from or have, have always looked up to in your world? Well, I know everybody cites uh, Sam Walton, but we learn so much from, from his leadership and, uh, you know, his style of leadership and management by walking around and going to the store and listening to the customer. That's ground truth and, uh, and, and his enthusiasm that he had. So he's been just a mentor in terms of business and leadership style. You know, and then, you know, in terms of politics, of course, I think of Ronald Reagan, uh, that he was a consistent conservative whether he won or lost, and he lost a few races. Uh, but he stuck with his principles, and he always a, was an optimist. He put a, had a smile on his face. He could work with anybody, and uh, he believed the best days of America were ahead. Those are two uh, guiding lights for me as I think about uh, uh, people who have mentored me. All right, I want to move into just some rapid-fire questions, just real quick off-the-cuff answers. Um, best or latest book that you've read? I really enjoy reading books, and that's a respite for me. I love history books. Of course, the book on Ulysses Grant by Ron Chernoff, I enjoyed. But the latest one, and you're going to, some people make fun of me a little bit, but I just picked it up when I was getting away up in Mount Pettigene, and it's a book on Julius Caesar. And I've never read in that period of history. And one thing you know that you see in there is that... Either they made a mistake because they voted everybody free grain, free bread. And uh, once you do that, you can't ever get it back. But uh, that's a book I've been enjoying as well. Most important part of your daily routine? Well, I mentioned getting up and getting exercise, but it's also uh, having a, a time of quietness and reflection and prayer. Uh, you know, if you don't have that, you don't have the right perspective as you go through the day. Uh, but it's the exercise, it's a, it's a personal time that I'm speaking of, 
And I tell you, uh, my, my wife, we, we just celebrate our 47th uh, wedding anniversary, and we go for a walk every morning. So uh, that's part of our routine as well and kicking it off together. That's great. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received or given? You know, it, it, it was just come from my dad, and it, it was not just a phrase, but it was just what he taught me is, and don't get cocky, we're all the same. Uh, and uh, he, he believed, and my mom believed, you treat people the same, uh, no matter their title, no matter their position, no matter their wealth, we're all the same. And that, that sense of commonness is important uh, for me as I go through life. If you ever write a book, what would the title be or what would the subject of the book be? Well, it'd have to be Perseverance. Uh, anybody who looks at my uh, political life, uh, most people would have given up. Uh, po most people would not have run the uh, uh, second time for governor uh, after losing the, the first time around, uh, after having lost uh, more than one statewide race. So it's Perseverance. Uh, and that would be the title, I think, of the book that uh, I would write as sort of a theme of my life and, and it hopefully is an encouragement to others. When we get to have concerts again, who are you going to go see? Who's your favorite musician or artist? Well, you know, I love and I've really uh, grown to appreciate uh, the uh, blues music, uh, going to uh, uh, Helena Blues Festival, and of course, so I like Levon Helm. I can't go hear him because he's passed away. Uh, I like the folksy music that comes from uh, people like jo uh, uh, Rosanna Cash, uh, Johnny Cash's daughter that sings uh, uh, a blend of folksy blues. So those are some of my special ones. Uh, but uh, you give me some of those 60 uh, rockers, uh, I'll go, uh, if they're still around, that, that'd be a good uh, wake up concert as well. And do you have a favorite food or restaurant, something you're always in the mood for? You know, I like the uh, all-American uh, uh, restaurants, uh, you know, the, the comfort food. You know, you give me a good chicken, but a bunch of black-eyed peas and turnip greens and uh, uh, corn on the cob and fresh sliced tomatoes, uh, that's a meal you can live for. So uh, those are the kind of restaurants I like. And finally, Netflix or the news? News. I do like to watch uh, the movies, but we found a little biography uh, uh, section that we can watch uh, biographical movies that we've really enjoyed. Uh, but uh, I've got to watch the news. I like to see what's going on, but it's the broadcast news. It's not, not quite the uh, partisanship that you see later in the evening. I like that broadcast news at 530. I love it. Well, Governor, are there any last words, anything else? You got an open mic, anything you want to say to anybody out there? Well, seize the moment. Everybody's got opportunity, and uh, I've been blessed, and, uh, and seek your opportunity as well. And I appreciate all of the opportunities the people of Arkansas have given me in my life. Thank you so much for the opportunity to do this. Great to be with you. Thank you. If you like this episode of Titans of Industry, head to contenttitan.co slash podcast for more episodes or subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. And if you know of an industry titan that's doing amazing things, let us know on social media or through our website so we can tell their story. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.